0: welcome to Desolation Radio. It's Dan and Nate. Hiya. And back once again, it's Mr. Mark Hubert.
1: Afternoon. Yay!
0: <laughs> right, so um, last, <laughs> time Thanks, on, okay. last time Mark was on, last time Mark on, it's really, again, not against the tone of the show, which is quite, I think, sombre and depressing. and You've been really optimistic and excited that Mark's been coming on. I didn't want to like, so, like so
2: depressed because he wouldn't come on again, <laughs> really.
0: Uh, no, we're really excited to have Mark on. The last time Mark was on, we talked about the economy. Um, and today we, we continue continuing to talk about the economy because as have said we wanted this to be part of an ongoing national discussion about the economy and what Mark said last week um, I think it is really important who is the economy for, so that's what an economy is it's not something that we established last week we talked about the history of Wales, things like that and we talked about the economy as something that just is freestanding and floats above us and serves big business it needs to be something that serves the community and it's a man-made phenomenon. That means it can be changed. It's, nothing, it's not. Nothing inevitable. About the, the economy and also that you can't talk about the economy apart from politics. You know, it's not something that's independent. You know, these are things that aren't inevitable. These can be changed. The other notes I've got from last week is Asuka Kira, an adult film star.
2: You, um, you found that out last week, didn't you? That was really illuminating unfortunately,
0: for Unfortunately, I searched for her, like, back catalogue and Uber, and I'm now unemployed. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, the other note I've got is... Nathan talking about big Japanese robots that uh, scoop up
2: dead people and eat them. It's an in, inevitable rise of the machines, though, isn't it? It was foretold in uh, Terminator and <laughs> smash the machines. Yeah, but they just—that's how they do it. They just do it like in a friendly way, first of all, of like getting rid of humanity, and a then, friendly way of picking up dead bodies. Well, they're dead. They're not killing them. Okay. So, like, how I do they know the the if stuff? they're dead? Though? What's yeah. the exactly they, So yeah, they, they prod them or something like that no oh, no I think it's just you know like I said before it's like an I, IED they're just controlled by someone okay. I forgot to add though with the IEDs um, the machines they use uh, uh, that's an improvised explosive device for everyone that's yeah. not familiar with Call of Duty or whatever <laughs> or insurgency tactics yeah Um. so they routinely blow up the IED robots so the operators don't get too attached to them <laughs> really no way yeah yeah they, yeah, they take do take them at the back all yellow. yeah, yeah pretty much
0: the head. or just send them off to the ID, ro- ID robot and he's like go and eat he- they <laughs> give him a name Fido or something and like go and
2: stop it go- back boy go and just hang
0: that bomb <laughs> yeah. and then it's like TNT sort of Wile Coyote like um, great start to the economy yeah episode.
2: <laughs> really sums uh, it up I think alright
0: we're going to talk GVA is being in the news. We talked about uh, GVA last week. Was a, was a typical hard to understand economics acronym. Stands for gross value added. Again, looking at Mark. It's been in the news in Wales for well. I guess why is it being in the news, Mark?
1: I think it's because it's not very good. Is there? You know, no, it's amazing. Uh, the, uh, uh, I'm really, really surprised. <laughs> you know, we compare it with the rest of the country, the rest of the UK, and you see that Wales again is bottom of the pile. You've got. Um, parts of Wales, which are actually bottom of the whole UK, and were consistently underperforming. And it doesn't seem like there's any way out of it. You know, they're looking at next year of it being dropping to below 70% of the rest you know, of, of the rest of the UK. And yeah, that's that the worst is. it's ever been.
0: But didn't Carmen Jones say that it was, there'd been an improvement?
1: He did, yeah.
2: I, um, I don't know if you saw it,
1: but. Um, we, we can't let that one go, by the way. No, We'd we come can't. Back
2: to- A few <laughs> weeks back. Uh, there was saying a quarter of Welsh population live in poverty. Um, I made some notes on it. I don't know if you saw it, it as a Guardian article. And then obviously the Welsh politicians are oh, that means
0: three quarters of us. No, 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 no. no <laughs> but like there
2: was like Carwin Jones said, Yeah, Wales, Wales is growing though, more more jobs. We got a bit to do, got a quarter of our population live in poverty. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big
0: deal, Carwyn. Right. so going back to it, we're not giving them a pass, obviously, so why did how can you how can you say it's improving?
1: What well will it improved so the figures they had for last year was that we were at um 71 percent of the rest of the uk gva and that's an improvement from 70.5 percent no way so 70.5 percent was the worst ever but that was revalued so the first time they checked those figures it was at 71.4 percent so then the ons revalued it and got back down to 70.5 which is obviously easier to get up from that sort of level um
0: it's good to have low expectations. It is.
1: So 1954 it's is when they started years. measuring it. All oh, right.
0: Now we're coming on gas. <laughs> now we're on 71. But you've got to I mean you don't necessarily agree with elements of GVA as an economic measure. Is that right?
1: Well, I don't think we should. It's the be all and end all. It just measures the, you know, the, act, the economic activity. And there's lots of other reasons why people live. So it's just one of those things. I think there are, there are you know, well-being indices. There's lots of other things that can be added to it. There are a better indicator of whether or not our, our country is doing well, and part of that's the economy. But um, there's a lot of things that don't add value. You know, there's a lot of things that... You so know, what what's so something could be an inherent good? Well, but when you destroy things, value. it normally, you know, that adds to GVA. When you knock something down and build it back up again, that adds to GVA. So if you wanted to not add to idea. GVA, <laughs> you could... Uh, <laughs> Keep it's a quick buildings. way to
2: restart the economy. No, it's just blow sh- up half of Wales, then just rebuild again. So
0: would that mean why, you know, like post-war economies, so presumably their GVA would be absolutely through the roof, because obviously...
1: Wars are good for GVA. Right.
2: But in terms of saying that, it depends what side of the war you're on, isn't it? I mean, if you've lost, you've lost you have to pay reparations. Depends. Depends yeah. how wrong you were. Yeah.
0: World War II, you know, World War I, the reparations led to World War II, and yeah that's true anyway we'll take a bit of a digression but uh, one of the I think one of the interesting ideas um, or dominant common sense ideas in Wales at the moment forgive us if we keep talking about Cardiff but there's this idea of the Cardiff city region and I think the, it's interesting to talk about the Cardiff city region because it incorporates all these things we've been talking about it incorporates what you said Mark about priorities in the economy and what how people talk about things like growth and things like that and where the human element is or isn't in this thing. So um, the Cardiff City region is the future, isn't it? We talked about it in in the right to the city, Cardiff, so if you want to go back and re-listen to that. And then tell your
2: friends to listen to
0: it as well. But, you know, I see a lot of people raving about the city region, so, I mean, I wanted to get your take on the city region, basically, Mark. What do you think
1: think of it? They're raving about the money, aren't they? So it's one of these things we're really good at, Saying when we talk about big figures, we like to talk about big figures, we don't really necessarily care about the impact of them. So it's 1.2 billion pounds is the investment in so Carnage. Really. That's, that's, that's how much is going to be invested yeah. over 20 years.
0: But it says it's going to cr- create, through this sort of quote unquote investment, a four, four billion extra of additional investment. Yeah. through I mean, how's it going to do that?
1: I don't know. It's you know, there's, there's they're talking about. Um, things like the metro being a big part of it, so the metro is worth, it's going to cost 734 million of this 1.2 billion. It's not even going by my house, it's not even going to it? Okay.
0: It's. I was getting, I, mean, I I would shelve all my objections to the metro if it helped me get. From <laughs> what the, I, when from I heard the east mes- east bit metro,
2: I thought it was going to be like. Underground? Yeah, or, like or actually. Y- or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a shoe put them on the map. <laughs> But it's not...
1: No, it's, it's just some extra tracks, isn't it, really? Yeah. I think, you know, South Wales struggles with its its rail infrastructure. There's something good about us having something that improves that, but it's all based on this fact that it's going to grow the economy. And if it doesn't grow the economy, what then?
0: What I don't get from this kind of city region is, is how... It's, it's, it's worth, I guess, think about another example of a city region to talk to, which is bad news as ever. So... There's a Sheffield City region going on at the moment and these this guy called Martin Jones who's a pretty radical geographer but he's done some amazing research. So what he has found in the Sheffield City region is that the Sheffield City region and the devolution, you know, they they talk about the the North you've heard about in England they talk about the northern powerhouse, how do they rebalance the English economy away from the British economy rather, away from its agglomeration in the city of London. Dependency on financial services, things like that. How are they going to do it? And one of the main strategies they came up was this idea of the northern powers, And part of that was devolving power to city regions in the north, in Manchester, and they're looking at the example in Sheffield. But what they found in the Sheffield city region is that basically devolution to Sheffield in the Sheffield city region and rebalancing the regional economy of Sheffield just isn't compatible with austerity policies and sort of austerity economics. And so they estimated the combined loss of income to the Sheffield City Region from local authority and welfare cuts was about 1.1 billion. But the devolution deal amounted to 900 million, like over 30 years. So basically, when they broke the figures down, the City Region was actually making a loss.
1: So they've been diddled then? Yeah,
0: absolutely, because it's, they're huge headlines, great investment, blah, blah, blah. But so what they're doing, they're giving them with one hand and taking away with the other there's this concept now called devolution of the axe, And so what that means is that cuts are now going to have to to be made by local leaders in Sheffield and things like that. They're going to have to take political responsibility for them and people in central government can turn around and say, well, we've given you this city region deal, we've given you this sort of autonomy and you're the ones that messed up, you're the ones that are making these cuts with the budget. But the small print is always that you're making a loss. So with that cautionary tale in mind, it says the Cardiff City region here is going to bring in 25,000 jobs. But it's also worth noting as well, when we say the Cardiff City region, it's important because the Cardiff City region basically incorporates most of South Wales and the Valley. So it incorporates 10 local authorities. You've got Blaine of Gwent, Bridgend, Caffilly, Cardiff, Merthyr of Tidville, Monmouthshire, Newport, Rhondda-Cannotaf, Torvine and the Vale of Glamorgan. Is that- Am I reading the right start No, that's the right. They're the uh, 10
1: They're the tent. But you know, They've so all put money in. So they've put money in out of their reserves to back this deal.
0: So the logic is the city region is going to, it's just going to boom, presumably. The Cardiff Metro, the new transport line, connects all these places to Cardiff. Most of these places. Most of these places to Cardiff. But they'll
1: connect to Cardiff. See, the way you said it is quite interesting because actually what's happening is that we're in danger of effectively just drawing more people into Cardiff. So if, the, if there's any wealth to be created, it's going to be created in Cardiff. I think you, you can just sense, if you start talking to people, they would just get straight into it. Cardiff, 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 yeah. Cardiff. It's coming into Cardiff, jobs in Cardiff. People will be able to commute into Cardiff. If there's wealth created in Cardiff, it ain't going anywhere. You know, wealth is really, really sticky. Yeah. So you may get the jobs that they've, you know, people have got there. So there'll be some wages that go back outside of um, Cardiff. But it won't be wealth. The wealth will stick in Cardiff. The wealth... You know any wealth that's there. And I, I think there's a massive risk that we're going to become more unequal as a result of the city-region project than the other way around. And, and that, in today's day and age, I think that's the biggest mistake. It, it could get even worse insofar as, what if Cardiff doesn't even get this growth? Then actually all these local authorities have put their hands in their pockets that's interesting. when they can't afford it, arguably, and put that for what's going to happen in Cardiff. It, it's, it could even be even worse than that. So the, the UK government... May put some GVA, we're back to GVA targets on top of this deal. So they'll say, oh, yeah. We want you to hit GVA over plan. We, we don't do that. You've, we've already seen that we've, we're below it. And you look at the region as well in terms of its performance, particularly some areas, Blyna Gwent, you know, RCT. See. Yeah, it's not in the city, but yeah, absolutely. No, there's yeah. it's really it's the
2: lowest ones in the GVA yeah. here. There's two and... it's, uh, you Gwent.
1: Know, it's, a, it's a massive issue. And if they don't achieve it, and let's just suggest that the UK government withhold some of that cash because you're not hitting the targets or whatever. W- what happens then? Not the,
0: from what you said. We knock, My plan is we knock down buildings and then, <laughs> <God's laughs> then build build we them a war. Yeah, so
1: that could, so the consequences could be that we have a mass. You know, it could be just about rebuilding construction places. Always
0: good for a bubble, isn't it? Yeah,
1: but and it's uh, also good for construction companies. Would there be local construction companies? Right. Do you know Sam? Doubt, some would be that you get like
2: um, big ones like Wilmot Dixon I think they're based in London maybe and you know they do a lot of stuff in Wales a lot of hospitals you know you'll have like a, um, a lot of certain construction companies will stick to certain things yeah. I mean you may get like a spillover in terms of local subcontractors Yeah. but subcontractors
1: don't make all the profit either do they no, so no they right?
0: could yeah if it's infrastructure
2: projects, I mean, who's providing, who's building the metro?
1: So, it's a, yeah, it's all four foreign companies are the people who've come to offer to build well, the metro. Who, who owns, who owns um, First
2: Great Western? There's it's like a it's, pullback. Oh, no, Arriva, Al- sorry. It's um, a German company. Yes, yeah, the German state. Um, yeah. So we do have a, nation, a nationalised railway. It's, it's just, just in another country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the, the companies that are involved in infrastructure building the metro aren't...
1: None, of them, the are, none of them are British companies. Okay. That alone was... Um,
0: but I, I've seen on Twitter, Mark. Like, well, I'm not just sure on Twitter, you know. In my let's just say I've seen in my when I go knocking on doors now. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, but no, you know, I've seen a lot of people from like the valleys from peop- from these other local authorities, which let's face it, have had a really tough time with things over the years. They're very excited by the city region deal, and I've seen you would be arguing with them on Twitter because it seems they I think they think that you're pouring cold water over a, a potential brilliant idea, but it seems, I mean I don't see anywhere in, this, in these blueprints how, just, how is wealth going to flow back out to these values. But
1: the other thing, so I think you're talking about councillors, so council leaders who've said chief executives of councils who who've said this is a good thing, it's not actually the people who Live there because i don't think most of the people in most of the local authorities know anything about the city deal okay. there was radio wales did a um an interview did a pop um, i know they're a competitor of yours so if you don't mind me yeah. <laughs> um, so, so <sighs> <laughs> radio wales and they did some box pop and they asked people in Pontypridd, tell me about the city region they said well cardiff yeah that's where the rugby is it's where this is none of them knew anything about the city region deal so there's no democratic mandate for this so if you're sitting there as a Councillor, you know it wasn't in anybody's manifestos before the council elections last time round and they've all said they're going to do this deal. What I think is going to be interesting now is some individual councillors start saying, actually, this isn't good. You know, there's talk of Card- some Cardiff councillors starting to say, is this the right thing for us to do? Is it good for us to put our reserves into this project? You know, there's no democrats. So one of the things that a lot of people talk should there be an elected mayor? Now that would be at least somebody who, if it all went wrong, you could go, Oi, yeah. Boris. Luckily, yeah. you know, you're not, you're the man who we're gonna or woman Lynch. who we're gonna Lynch. we're gonna speak to. But there's nobody there, so there's no, you know, this is the other thing, and I think this just gets glossed over. The mandate for this is is really weak.
0: So I actually went to a conference uh, a while back, and Mike Jones was doing this presentation on the city region in Cardiff, and he was basically looking at like, a discourse analysis of the signatories of the people who were involved in this. And it's basically a who's who of big Me- business and politicians in Wales. Yeah. And there's absolutely there's some trade union representatives. I think there was like three trade union members on there. There's there's basically doesn't seem much representation of normal non vested interests. Basically, because trade unions will obviously lobby and say, well, it's bringing jobs, so they've got a vested interest in their business. When they were looking at the sort of discursive analysis of one of these city Cardiff City region documents, uh, things like well being and regular people. Just didn't factor into it at all. Cool. It was all about GVA profit, things like that. How is the Cardiff City Region? we I said we were going to talk about Cardiff. How is the Cardiff City Region going to rejuvenate uh, Bute Town? How is it going to rejuvenate Grangetown? How is it going to rejuvenate Romney?
1: I think that's exactly the same situation as we've got for the rest of the hinterland as well. There's, you know, there's pockets of deprivation. As you, you know, your first programme started to talk about pockets of deprivation in Cardiff. Like and you've got the same issue. This isn't necessarily going to solve those issues. Because the people who've got the wealth are going to keep the wealth.
2: But it would it abstractly solve them in the sense that they just get gentrified and the native people get moved out? Well, that's,
0: that was one of the ways I thought actually they might foresee it working. In, in the fact that you've already got young professionals in Cardiff having to move out to Kefili, for example. Yeah. And then they're going to complain, you know, oh, well, there's no whatever, in Coffili, so they'll open up an artisan bread shop or something like that. And I don't know if they're thinking that that's just going to spread out and spread out and spread out, just like it has in the San Francisco Bay Area, and like no, Oakland's London, just come yeah. in London, things like that. But that article that Aditya wrote on Ponderpool, and he talked to Mark Lang, I know you spoke to Mark Lang, he's, pro- they're proposing almost the opposite version of the city, you know, an opposite economic strategy for the, rather than the city deal, aren't they? They're, they're proposing like a, um, what they call a deep place, an economy rooted
1: in. It's focused the, on that place. That so if it would be Tridiga, it would be Pontypool. It'd be, be parts of Caffilli. They're the ones that they've looked at so far. But the same logic goes anywhere. And it could even go Splot. You know what's going to work for Splot? What's going to work for Barry? You know these are the things that get ignored. And the danger is, is that everyone just wants to be a dormitory. You know who can be the best dormitory town? Yeah,
0: that's really. Uh, so it's worth explaining. So I guess the logic. I mean, it's interesting, again, because Wales is, you know, rhetorically at least, you know, our developers, our politicians are, are sort of, air quotes, social democratic. They always define themselves against being against England. It seems to me that the logic behind all this Wales economic strategy is ultimately trickle-down economics. And so, you know, the idea between, about, you know, it's, it's not hard to grasp but I probably won't be able to explain it very well, but the idea between trickle-down, about, behind trickle-down economics is that the fact that the more and more wealth you create at the top, in banks and city London things like that more and more will just trickle down to people at the bottom so they always use that thing of like you you, you know you've seen those definite parties where someone pours champagne at the top champagne fruits whatever you've seen on like you know ma- uh, mafia films and all the champagne flows down and everyone gets an equal portion as we can see now I mean do we feel like the UK is a an equal place all the money seems to be concentrated in, in the city London London in the so sort of the financial sector. How much of that has flowed? Has that flowed up to Sunderland? How much of that flowed up yeah, to Newcastle? It's all those local we'll, yacht
2: businesses.
1: Um, but is, it's, it's a good analogy. Isn't it? So they often use the analogy that you know a, a rising tide. Floats all boats, oh, yeah. but it floats yachts quickest. Yeah. And those boats that have got holes in them, it still doesn't float them. You know, yeah. there's some issues that, that just doesn't yeah, it doesn't work. The,
0: I like the good analogy. That yeah, one. I like that one too. Why aren't you winning the regatta, sort of man with a <laughs> <sort of laughs> yeah. a rowing
1: track. boat from, yeah. from, yeah. from the yeah. Napping Battery, old man it. in the sea type? <laughs> yeah, but then the,
0: the, but then what happens? I mean, the, the, that that model, if it's not working, then people don't look for the systematic flaws that's when flaws become individualised. That's the whole problem of neoliberalism. is like, well, there must be something wrong with the world's work ethic. There must be something wrong with, you know, you're just lazy or you're incompetent or you don't have enough entrepreneurs. But it's
1: working for some people, though. You yeah. know, the people who, arguably, who were in the room today for this launch, you know, they didn't... They were, I could well be wrong, but there weren't a bunch of people there who came from outlying areas of the region come to see what's going to happen to their region, how they're going to spend their money. What's well,
0: interesting, OK, is that the knowledge... The Cardiff City region, the city region has now become a commonsensical, you know, a a, a very well-established idea. But what is interesting is if you look at within the academic literature in human geography um, things like that, the city region idea is large, I mean, I was going to say it's large, but it's contested, if not entirely discredited. So it's interesting to, you know, to ask ourselves, you know, how can something that within academia is not... Is, is, you know, it is contested and is controversial a lot of people, a lot of very very smart people say that actually this isn't the way forward How has that been picked up and used by the Welsh government as this panacea that's going to solve all our problems is it not, I mean because it's interesting to know, you know where are the well, there are dissenting voices, you've got Calvin Jones writing, you know critically about it Martin Jones, people in Cardiff University
1: the Joneses basically, the Joneses yeah. you
0: don't here, those voices. How come those voices aren't in the mainstream? It has to be that I always, I bring, I always bring everything back to this. But I think so many of the things in Wales, it's just about headlines. It's just about accru- It's just about getting short-term political capital. How how can we show that we're doing something? Oh, we've got a new massive quick fix. It's always been for quick fixes, and this is the latest sort of quick fix is going to hit Wales.
1: But there's no credible alternative that I can see. Who's coming who's up with something different? That's the thing. In a vacuum, Morrill in a, in a vacuum, the answer is... M4 Relief Road. Yeah, it's... The M4 Road, yeah. But, and they all assume the same thing. They're all assuming this growth. Thing. And they're also, you know, it's interesting. We've got, we've got an act now, with a The Future Generations Act. This is something that should be top of their agenda. The same as the M4 Relief Road. This should be...
0: Yeah, like, hey, uh, by the way, we might be pumping all our money yeah. into something that leaves us like North Haverbrook <laughs> and uh, Shelbyville. Okay, but, all right, so it seems as if we're proposing like the, these ideas of growth these hegemonic dominant ideas about growth and development things like that aren't necessarily going to always work or take us forward things like that I mean I, I personally don't think they, they will you Mark clearly are a sceptic Yeah. you talked last time you, you obviously have a lot of optimism about the future of Wales and the future of the Welsh economy do you think Wales is a viable state like in the future I mean, we talked about independence the idea of could Wales be independent and one of the one of the main objections to Welsh independence, I mean, we, we are going to do a separate issue on independence, but uh, don't worry But One of the main objections is always Wales is too poor. And I think that if GDP isn't, and GVA aren't the right, if, if you're using those measures, then I guess Wales is well, a, poor, it, a poor country.
1: But not, you know, we talked about in the last one, you, comparatively, we're not that poor. There are lots of countries that are viable states that are a lot, Poorer, even on those measures, than we are in Wales. So I, I think that's that's just an easy bunkum yeah, answer, yeah. And, and all that is is comparing us with the re- you know the, the rest of England. Well, not even the rest of England. It's comparing us with London and the southeast. Yeah,
0: which isn't a but, ridiculous comparison.
1: Yeah, and if some if you want to go and live there, crack on. You know, there's a lot of people who have lived there and they decided that they want to come back and live somewhere else. And I think that says something about why it's viable. I think there's a, a separate question that if we take the maths as it is now and just don't change anything then I, I think we've got it we've got a real problem in Wales in terms of just taking the the model from the UK and just cutting off the bits of it that are Wales and, and using that in Wales and I think then we then we struggle but that then says well let's do something different you know I'd spoken to people this week about you know, what's the reset button what are the things that we care about in okay. Wales it's the societal issues that the important issue yeah. it's not the the economics comes afterwards but what sort of a Country, do you want to be? What sort of society would you want to be? They're the things that, that I think matter.
0: So, if you I mean we're getting now into what we, you know, the future, what is the alternative? Um, some people have talked about there's a there's a, an, uh, a bit of a movement in it, economics at the moment, which is calling for degrowth, which is basically saying that economies don't actually keep need to they don't need to keep growing and growing and growing because you're not going to achieve you're not going to achieve equality that way.
1: Who are they growing for? Exactly. The people who make, you know, the people with the. This is a this is capital begetting more capital. So the people who've got the most capital are just getting more and more and more of it. And it's being dragged down from people who haven't. So if you take degrowth, what you're doing is actually challenging that mod. There, there'll be a lot, there's a hell of a lot of fight back against it. You know, I've of been. Course. If you look at terms, you see it in the press all the time. They, they criticise people who don't have a credible economic plan, what yeah. that means. And if you decode that, that basically means big business won't like it yeah it's as simple as that so trying to beat that and beat the press that you've got you know and we, we hear it all the time and i think that's
0: so a e-growth economy would just mean you know, let's say a future world an abstract idea of a future world we rip up like the model of like, the city the city region we rip up this like trickle down thing and say well actually we're not gonna we're not gonna be obsessed with our gva or gdp things like that we're gonna instead focus on well, societal issues like education and things like that—things you said, we don't necessarily always add value in, in terms of and making
1: use, making use of the infrastructure that we've that we've got as well. You know, some of these things already work. You know, we, but we, it's important for for economic growth purposes that we keep rebuilding and re, you know, changing things. And sometimes, you know, things don't necessarily need all that change.
0: Another idea um, that I saw Karl and Jones speak about. Um, Again, we're talking about just so, to clarify, we are talking about this like utopian future yeah. in Wales. I may or may not be president, um, <laughs> but you know, there's, you talk about renewables and how you know one of the greatest assets. I don't. I hesitate to word that, use that word assets because it always seems you can. What can we monetize? What can we you know, turn a profit with? But I you mean, but is that something that we could use in the future? I mean, how could we use that, our natural resources to? How can we harness it to to, to benefit
1: society? So, so, I think you've got to defer to experts in some regards, and you speak to experts who understand renewables, and they say, "Well, this could be a country that it just relies on renew, renewables and, and without nuclear." You know, this is a big thing. At the, you know, we've got a new nuclear power station planned for Anglesey. We've got you know, bizarrely, yes. something just yeah, <laughs> it was jobs. Yeah, jobs, jobs, jobs but we've got one the other side of the seven with the, you know, the second highest tidal range in the world lapping at the side of it, and we're building Hinkley Point less there as well.
0: Does anyone know if there is like a contingency plan if the thing on Anglesey goes off? Do we just like blow up the, the bridge?
1: Well, I spoke to somebody the other day who used to live in Trousbane, grew up in Tras-Bern- Yeah, And he... Um... The guy with three eyes. <laughs> so, 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 so. No, no. Um, anyway, he, he was saying that when he was a kid... They used to send around these, these notices saying, if there's, a, if there's an accident, um, this is what you need to do. And it was like concentric circles around the plant. And this one concentric circle went through their house. So in the back parlour, you were dead. In the front room, you were all right. So as he said, my mum used to say to me, whatever you do, if, there's a, if the klaxon goes off, we've all just got to get in the front room and we'll Spot, be all right. Stop, drop and roll. Yeah. And you'd be fine.
2: Yeah, nuclear fallout. I think
0: my thing would have been to just... We just blow the bridges and just say, I'm really sorry, Anglesey. But
2: yeah,
0: I mean, I like Anglesey as well, but I mean, (laughs) that would be my preferred
2: be forever remembered. As, you know,
1: yeah, it's the sacrifice. You know your yeah. president, the presidential election contest. Is, yeah, <laughs> is struggling at the first yeah, like time I uh, small print.
2: I throw a lizard into the nuclear fallout in the hopes to get a super weapon in the form of Godzilla. <laughs> okay. that's, that's a good idea. That is. So as yeah. your vice You're president, you've given this thought, you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the policy dark point of- <clears throat> point one is like housing point two is you know like health service and then point three is like just conti- contingency plan if Anglesey if the <laughs> nuclear thing goes off in Anglesey um, who would just say it gets very sort of Dr. Strangelove another I alternative mean, because we've got I mean we talked briefly about it uh, last week the idea that we didn't say the jobs aren't the future but we said that what's going to happen I mean, is it possible in the future for all of us to have jobs with increasing automation increasingly you know a lot of the jobs that we're going to, a lot of the jobs that are in uh, that are present in our in our society, if we're going to be honest, are what David Graeber calls bullshit jobs, and that they they don't add anything to society. They've just been created to purely just to. They don't have any societal function. Uh, basically, if they were taken away, if this these whole industries were taken away, um, nothing would there would be no one would notice any different they there to sustain
2: just to clarify when he did say bullshit jobs he referred to things like um advertising agencies not perhaps like the lower paid things he made okay. a point of saying like you know if every dock worker or bin man or if any of those jobs were missing you'd have like a societal breakdown were, yeah, yeah just like in cardiff when they um they've
0: obviously cut all the you see know, in cardiff you yeah people um one of the interesting things is um you'll see like sort of snobbish people say, Oh well, what, you think bin men should be paid as much as so and so? you know they, they use like doctors and things like that. And you will say, well you cut uh, jobs with, you know who are the first people that would complain um, that the first people that would be sticking up for the bin men if they went on strike will be doctors because they know that you need you need, you know, as soon as the bin men sort of go, the, the vital service they provide, sanitation starts the you know, the city becomes filthy, people start getting sick. So you know, these are things that are important, but as what he's basically saying is that you know a lot of the jobs, if you think of them objectively, if you took them away from society, they're not gonna act, they don't actually have any benefit. The so, jobs that are gonna be created in the city region would, it'd be interesting what to know what benefit they're gonna have to our society. But are we moving towards I mean there's a lot of sort of sociological literature which is and economic stuff, which is thinking about a future whereby we have to accept that not everyone can have a job because there's just not enough jobs to go around and the automation just
1: renders most of these jobs. Well, I, I, th- I think that's a real issue. And I asked the question today of this illustrious panel as to what, so they're creating these 25,000 net new jobs with this city region project. That's how many they expect to do. And I, I asked, did, have you taken account any account for automation, um, artificial intelligence, driverless cars, things that are going to yeah. perhaps or arguably change the job market? And they said we thought about it and we don't think it's an issue.
2: <laughs>
0: but so, I thought about it and I've
2: just you decided just that. Just said that it. Happened. gave it a thought. Don't care. Yeah, because they they may have given it longer. Yeah. Go on. because um, oh. <laughs> now like, um, we are on the verge of a second industrial age in the terms of you know robotics and more things being more computerized, taken over. Yeah, absolutely. And with that is. Like we're saying, is that the fallout of that is things don't need to be done by people anymore. People don't
0: necessarily need to work five days a week. Or no. doing
1: radio, you know, you could have people asking questions on a radio show, and it could be a it could be a robot.
0: Yeah, I mean, not- Nathan's thing just bursts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but you said that. I mean, like when um, robots are trained to do stuff, they can just and as soon as they're programmed to do it. Um, correctly then they do it out to out humans and everything you've got Deep Blue the chess plane robot yeah. it was just as soon as that was made yep done can't be beating a chess. they even had one in jeopardy just wipe, wipe the floor with
1: everyone really
2: yeah wipe the floor with everyone in jeopardy now nobody Damn watches robots. it
1: and then yeah so but, but yes it was it yes the other day before if you went to San Francisco and ordered an Uber there's a good chance you'd be picked up by a no driverless car
0: I someone on Twitter said, like the worst thing with driverless cars is that like if they ever use them for like Domino's and pizza takeout, what happens if your driver dies and then you come <laughs> I don't know why he'd be in the car actually, but you know, this idea that you know the driver would turn up dead, but you'd have a pizza and it'd be anyway, that sliding here or there. But you're right, there's, there's you know, automation is increasingly making if you look at the front end of uh, telemarketing, your banks, everything's increasingly Replaced by uh, robots. Not all of it is obviously in the. Show. Not all of it is customer friendly. Not all of it is a lot. Most of it, are, let's be honest, is driven by capitalism, Therefore, it's cost saving, isn't it? But how so the issue is, how would we harness these new developments? Like mean, you were saying, Nathan, we are on the verge of an, another industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we end up talking about the rise of the robots today. But I'm well, I, was, to, I was trying to like put it in the machines, I've been trying I to know, put it in for all
2: our episodes.
0: But I mean, we that has to factor into any future an
1: economic strategy but how but not be? in the, not in this city region strategy no so no. they actually think so there's a there's going to be like a medieval town Cardiff isn't it
2: just, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's their idea it's just everything awesome. develops around by it into like the future just like, keep Cardiff as it is but, yeah, yeah. but that's not a bad thing in some ways everyone will try and speak Black Death yeah um, oh that was that far <laughs> No, no no, yeah. no 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 yeah
0: <laughs> trebuchets like lobbing cows into the city when
1: But it doesn't. It story. doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot. There's a historic argument to say that we we've, we've been here before. You know, when agriculture was automated, when we've had you know the industri- the first industrial revolution, they all said they'd lose jobs. Well, and Luddites That's right. Yeah, yeah, and and actually, new jobs were created. Yeah. Were some of them bullshit jobs? Yeah. yeah. I think the other side is. I think this is quite different, and I think this is going to be faster than ever before and it's okay to say we don't agree with it but one of us is going to be wrong so i may be wrong and happy days you know but if the city region people are wrong in terms of what they're doing and they're not fact this in we are we are not going to deliver twenty five thousand net new jobs do they see what the jobs are for they didn't state that they were for people, did they? They didn't? No, you make, you make yeah. a good points.
2: Yeah. It? So it's hidden with, like, like, you know, the syntax, of language. But
0: we the guy all- just, like, scans <laughs> through the crowd and it says, Mark Goubert. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Possible threat. Yeah, but um, it's, it's not about, you know, we always worry about robots and automation, but if they free us up to be more human, isn't that, like, where we should all be doing? Isn't it something we should be, you know, is this job's... Yeah, but, a, yeah but, you're
0: right, there's an argument about leisure. You know, it's Bertrand Russell and everyone like that, you know, this idea that work is an inherent good, you know, why wouldn't it be good for with, you know, the fact there's less and less, there will be in the future less jobs to go around. Um, you know, what is the harm in job sharing and saying, well, everyone can have, we can attain greater employment for you now if we just have some people working three days or most people work, we just cut the work in week, for example, so jobs just divided between
2: that, that was the main Keynes thing, wasn't it? A uh, Letter to my grandchildren, where he, he thought he predicted that due to automation and rising technology, that people would work less and less. Yeah. But what happened is people just work for cheaper and cheaper. Yeah.
0: It was. It's like the f- Fring on The Simpsons when he says, "I predict in the future computers will be five times as large <laughs> and a thousand times more powerful." Okay. We're going to come back to automation and robots, the rise of machines. Are we all going to? Are they going to be our slaves?
2: Wow. You're,
1: cut, you're cutting this off aren't
2: you <laughs> we were enjoying this no thing. no no there's a, just... a point there's a point called the singularity at which point if robots or anything computerised reaches a point of consciousness then we're done then we're done we are finished yeah
0: interesting did you see that is it Ex Machina or Ex Machina Ex Machina's brilliant what yeah. film what film anyway
2: yeah. um, anyone looking for Christmas presents
1: for you know that is a, a phenomenon apart thing. from the box set of the Desolation yes, Radio absolutely. podcast
0: yeah um, you spoke earlier Mark about, well, you know, thinking about this future of well, what could what Wales could be I, I remember must a, a few years back it's, it almost seems hard to re- recall now but before the 2008 crash people were looking enviously at, at Ireland because Ireland was sort of doing really well the Celtic Tiger and people were looking and saying well do you know what, why can't Wales be like Ireland which is a which basically Ireland cut corporation tax it attracted all the big American companies over there and people, there was all these videos in there, people were partying in Dublin, they were getting like mega rich and things like that. People were like pot and bottles of champagne. I remember a lot of people in Wales at the time were like, "Wow, why can't we do that? Why can't we? And now that's sort of gone and our island's essentially collapsed. And incidentally, one of the uh, shame from Boyzone went bankrupt. Such shad news, but he invested all this money in prop- in the property market because, because I mean, to be fair to him, at the time people were it was like, well, this will never ever. You are
1: well read, mind. <laughs>
0: on a boy, boy bands. because I now I'm now too old even to be the oldest weird member of the boy band because there's, all, there's always there was Mikey in Boys who was like their uncle or something who was he was well old, isn't he? And they were like, what, what's that guy doing in the band? Isn't boys,
2: yeah. boys, I just got divorced. Is he <laughs> can there, you, can Mike, you get is me he in on there, this. <laughs>
0: forty, but like anyway. But now I think I I wouldn't even, you know.
2: Uh, anyway, that's pretty. Try. I don't want to start. Quite Which is why we the, haven't got a desolation by What yet. do you
0: think about? Um, what do you think about that idea? This idea that Wales could be like you know, it's low corporation tax. It's sort of a future Welsh state based on that old idea of. I,
1: I think this is. I think it's really, and this goes back to the point of what sort of a country do we want to be when it comes to it? Because I wonder whether. Actually, you know, when we're talking about low corporation tax, what we are actually doing is transferring the public money yeah. to corporations. As we touched on last week. With and and, government I, government and you know, that, that concerns me greatly. And it also, I think, devalues us as a, as a country as well. So I wonder whether, you know, we can't, I can't change how much tax I pay. It's a, it's a formula. It gives me, you know, the answer is the answer. And, you know, I wonder whether there's more of a, an opportunity for Wales to be the first fair tax country. So it's people who pay their, you know, tax Tax needs to be fair for it to be something that people will pay. It can't be unfair tax. So I'm not somebody who would suggest it needs to be really high. No.
2: I, I think I think huge tax, but... Uh, I was going to say, but isn't it almost... Because it's very popular, and correctly so, to get on about companies who don't pay tax or pay tax in other countries where the rate is much lower. But it, isn't that some of this human nature? Is you just, what's the difference between giving... That obviously in terms of monetary value is much, much different, but in terms of just giving some cash in hand for like, you know, plaster in your room.
0: But it's just the idea that you know we're gonna build our economy mm. by I guess that's like, attracting massive yeah. companies. And that's it. more
2: local economy because hopefully they'll spend it like Yeah, but I mean
0: that's but the that is I mean so you don't think that's a viable future then to
1: No, but also the profit we go back to the same thing as I think we touched on last week as well about wealth creation being outside of our own economy. So we don't get people you know, we may get we may and they may be high value jobs. But that's all you get is the wages for them. You don't actually get any of the there, wealth.
2: There are supported. proposed alternatives. Go on. That I will, I will indulge you with. So, um, Do tell. Michelle, Berkshire, Massachusetts. Um, got to do a Bostonian accent for this whole segment. Oh, I have to do a Mark Wahlberg. Ah, wicked. Oh, ah, yeah. wicked. So, um, to keep more money in their local economy, they decided to start their own currency, which was called the Berkshire. So... <laughs> Um, so we want, Yeah. So for every, so for $95, you could buy 100 Berkshires and you get a further 5% discount if you spent it in a local economy. But so the drawbacks to that were it only really worked if the, the products they were selling, you know, could be sourced locally or were made sure. from local things. Because otherwise, you know, it's at the end of a chain. So you're just buying something that's perhaps national, like you know you can't sell Blu-rays a bit cheaper. But so you know, I like similar things. Would be in the UK would be like in Brixton they've got pounds, Bristol's pounds, and you know, same, they've got cam, uh, Cambrian Cambrian pounds as well.
0: Can try and find a check? To what extent is Wales having its own currency significant?
2: So you know, I would think that. Because I was thinking this, if Wales had its own currency, at least you could keep a lot of it quite in house. Cause I was thinking, you know, um, there's another. Uh, we're off. Uh, we're off. X-bit move now. Just we are you know. off. <laughs> we're off. Like just crazy idea. Where, you know, we're off. When yeah. so in there's another place in Austria after World War One, place called Wargel or Virgel, I guess. Quite it's a Feezy W. Thing. It is, isn't it? So they had a problem with thirty percent of the population was unemployed. So the mayor of Virgel decided to take the entire treasury. Um, town's treasury of 40,000 Austrian shillings and put into local savings and they created their own...
0: I just keep thinking about Simpsons things. That's like when Quimby was like, I propose running from there in in another town (laughs) and then once I'm there I'll send for the rest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's another thing we could do. But so what he did was he created their own currency that would... Devalue um, by a percent after each month, so it encouraged people to you know pay their taxes a bit earlier, okay. and you know it led to a boom in local economy. So much so that after a 30-month period, the Austrian state stepped in and made the whole thing illegal. Ah. And then, luckily, Virgil went back to high unemployment. Ah. Brazil also did something similar, um, so well, I know Brazil
0: are toying with the idea of. Um universal basic income which is something that mm. a lot of people have been yeah
2: we'll we'll get to that in a bit I'm sorry. that's okay so they offered bus tokens so they had a problem with sanitation and pollution so what they did they offered bus tokens to children to collect rubbish who in turn would get you know these bus tokens give it to the parents who were going to work mm. so their answer was child labour for monopoly money yeah it's good but, so, uh, that aside... Scratch that one from the... Yeah, air. that aside, um, eventually those bus tokens became somewhat legal tender accepted tender within the sure. city. And 25 years later, the system's still in place. 70% of households participate in this, you know, tokens for refuse thing. And um, it's led to the UN pointing, pointing to it as an example of successful urban development. Interesting. So if Wales did maybe have its own income, would cause a lot of
1: um, money to keep circulating in Wales? It's, it, the velocity of money is as important as the amount of money as well, if not more yeah. important, just to get it moving within a local area. But it, a lot of the money for... What, we're a very extractive economy. I know we touched on that yeah. last time. Yeah, you know, the money... Just, just fly straight out at the moment.
0: So, do you want to talk about UBI? We, yeah, we
2: could touch upon it. So, UBI is this idea, it goes back to as far as well, Thomas Paine. So, basically, the state gives everyone uh, a, yeah, a certain amount of money to Thomas each Payne individual. Was, he's, an,
0: he's an anarchist's inclinations.
2: Was he? Paine did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. However, uh, the universal basic income almost got implemented in, in the Nixon administration. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So basically this idea of uh, universal basic income, it's does what it says in the tin, right? So it's to give all citizens a modest yet unconditional income and let them top it up at will with income from other sources. So it's the idea that, say, let's say once we hit age of 18, instead of having a, it would replace the benefit system, wouldn't it? So instead, Green you know, Pie proposed
2: it last election.
0: And so it's proposed to replace the benefit system, obviously, you know, benefits, uh, benefits in Wales are, are high, we've got a problem with unemployment, uh, although the statistics are frequently massaged to say that we don't, but we do. So it's proposed to just, instead of having a benefit system, you just say, once you hit 18, you have access to, let's say, the minimum amount would be worked out, let's say £14,000 I would say at the moment, um, minimum amount to live on that you'd need. And you wouldn't have any benefits, things like that. Obviously it have to it has to work in tandem with a strong welfare state and the NHS and things like that. Uh, but what that does, one of the philosophical arguments behind it, it goes back to this idea of work. Is work an inherent good? And what it's saying, one of the guys who created it is this guy, Philippe Van Paris. And he is obviously one of those guys who think just given up on changing the system completely. So he basically says, How do you make capitalism tolerable? So he says it's not fair at the moment that you have Let's say women of colour, you know, uh, having to go and clean toilets in London or wherever for 60, 70 hours a week, minimum wage, just to make ends, just to make ends, ends meet. That's not fair. And he says it's not right to people to turn around and say, oh well, you know, there's inherent value in a job. Jobs give you self-respect. It's and quite
2: Calvinistic. Yeah, and that's
0: quite a frequent objection. People say, oh, we, we need a job. We need a job. Any job is better than sort of. Um, being on the dole and things like that, and there's quite a moral. There's a moral argument to be made. Cleaning birth. time is great for yourself, but if, you, if... but if you've not done a job which is takes up all literally all your free time, mm. it, you imagine doing that job in London, having to pay rent, having to catch two buses out to wherever it is you can afford to live. Is that dig, is that dignified? Is that a is, is that a smart? Is that great? Is that a good way to live is that you know Is that um, so, I'm, to, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: speechless. we're much for <laughs> Yeah. So, so I think this is linked to the conversation we had about um, automation. If there is a situation where we're going to have less jobs, how are we going to? How are people going to survive? Are we going to have a welfare state system that will just be so overburdened with applicants that it will be just easier just to make the the benefit universal? There's some questions about whether or not children also have. You know, we've got child benefit now, but do yeah. we do we give children a universal basic income? As well, affecting maybe you know, 16 plus rather than 18 or whatever the, their age is, or even lower than that. But I, just, I, I wonder whether this is just part of us being a more humane society. Is this something that we assume that jobs are, are the most important thing? Is this our opportunity, if there is a sense of enough to go around, is that we make sure that everyone, you know, this is about poverty eradication as well as other things. This can make sure that people have, have enough.
2: Yeah, I've got some apprehensions about UBI. First of all, like, so this idea that it would be implemented, obviously, it would be implemented within a capitalist state, and the nature of capitalism is to extract as much money as possible. So, as we've seen with the benefit system since its birth 70 years ago, that has been attacked. So, a lot of people who depend on the state for their money have found themselves poorer and poorer. Like, would that happen with UBI? Well, well, yeah. I mean, it, it, so there's, there's that risk, isn't there? That your whole, almost whole livelihood of is. Of course, it is. It's not a case of the state's going to give you loads of money to stay home and write slam poetry.
0: It could be politicised, as you said. And it could be eroded and things like that. But we were, I mean, we're coming to the ins and outs. I think in a, in a in a future episode. But these are just, you know, nate has gone through some of the more radical proposals that have, have been implemented in other parts of the world and things like that. Um, child and, labour, tra- child <laughs> labour, and monopoly money, things like that. But um. I was wondering if you could sort of, you know, Mark, if you had to design, you know, something like, let's say tomorrow, you're in charge of the Welsh economy, or whatever, what, we, what would you what would you do? What, like, if you had to sort of create a, a, a blueprint for the future, and how would you, and what would, what would you change, and why, and, and how, what was the ideal sort of end point for you? An easy question, <laughs> <laughs> easy question. Um, and
2: I it, don't. You answer in one word. Do you, do you know,
1: I actually don't think this. I think this is a question that is a broad question about the economy. Is not the economy is the yeah. answer. The question is, is what sort of a society we we want to be. Do we, you know, if we've got a, if we've got a world that's where jobs are going to become less important, we need to stop making jobs the thing that that matter. So that changes an economic priority. But I think there's other things. You, you know, why is it that we wait until we're, you know, croaking it yeah. before we realize the things that are important in life? You know, these are the things that I think in. In Wales that people like we tend to get that. I also wonder whether actually places in Wales that are struggling at the moment may well be typical of other places if we're not careful. So we need to find a way of making sure that those local economies work. So it is this place-based foundational approach that actually makes sure that we worry you know we worry about things locally. And I think the last thing is we need to stop moaning and get off and do it ourselves. I think that the one thing about we talk about independence, but this is you know, Our dependence goes right the way through, I think, our society. We wait for somebody else to say yes before yeah. we get off our backside and do it. Mm-hmm. So this is a situation I think we need to change that f- from the top, and I think we need to let that permeate. That may seem quite tough for a lot of people. You know, it might mean a smaller state, yeah. for example.
0: Which is, you know, that would go against sort of the tradition in Wales. of yeah. uh, the, the state having, as you said last week, a, a, mass- a, a much bigger hand in economic development than it does in, in other country
1: but as we started this it hasn't really achieved it you know yeah. whoever forget about who's in power at the moment that's just i think that's just the point scoring to some extent but you know our state being that involved hasn't hasn't done the required thing we're still at 70 percent of the gva their target not ours of uh, the rest of the country
0: thank you very much mark is there anyone you'd like to do a shout out to again
1: well i i didn't do one last time to scott so you can i back. Um, but someone with a, a namesake uh, Mike Scott who works with me at IndieCube it's a shout out to him and to get him on the programme at nice? some point in the future
2: I'm going to give a shout out to The Last Guardian which is uh, a really good computer game Just just come out for the PS4 honestly <laughs> oh, it's brilliant I just oh, a sponsored this week yeah I sponsored so if you're stuck for a Christmas present this year and you know go get it well, just get it for yourself get it yourself if for yourself. Christmas I uh, would like to shout
0: out obviously shout out to Graham hasn't as far as he hasn't first the pilot But you found other people who have. Um, So last week, the the sort of question of the epoch is do you flush food waste down the toilet? And we've had some people who shall remain nameless have already sort of. In this room. I would say this I mean, the the idea that people flush food waste down the toilet has been one of the. Biggest single dance in my conference about the future wellness, <laughs> of future Just assigned. to bring it back. Because I was just like, well, you know, I'm really optimistic about the future of we can change. And I, you know, people start messing and saying, hey, guess what? I fleshed food waste down the toilet. And it's like, well, you know what? You people are animals and I want no more. I want nothing else to do. Here. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Who. So Mr. Who is a Welsh speaking well, artist, you know, he's a musician. His album is, I can't pronounce it, I can't pronounce it, so I was Welsh, I can't stand it. It's it. that good. It's absolutely fantastic. If you get a chance, to listen to it. I think that's it. Yeah. This is the last show before Christmas. Um, we want to say thanks so much for everyone. that's helped us out so far. We've been sort of overwhelmed by how much how, how positive people have been, how supportive you've all been. Everyone's been chipping in, you know, messaging us, uh, asking to help, asking for my number, things like that. Uh, t- tell
2: us the sound quality's birds. We've got call, a new bar. mic now. We've got so a new mic, which like,
0: looks like a huge sort of phallus on the table. We'll put a picture on, it on Twitter later, but um, <laughs> hopefully we're gonna go from strength to strength. Uh, next year, thanks to thank you all so much for
2: everyone who's retweeted for bumped everyone us. Retweeted and bumped us. It really means a lot. Told friends. So Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Yeah, Merry Christmas all, and have a Happy New Year. Where will we be back? So we'll be back in, I guess, three weeks time, maybe. So depends how uh, how hard we party. How hard we party over Christmas? Yeah. Right. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 The following advertisement is intended for Jim Booney only. It's free. Real estate. We're giving you land. It's free. We're giving you a house. It's real estate. Free. It's a free house for you, Jim. This is free real estate. Well, you gotta bring furniture, but the house is free. Two bedrooms, no rugs. It's free. You unlock the door to your free house. We got you. The real estate. It's a two-bedroom house. It's free. It's got a pool in the back. I'm not carrying this around all day. It's for your house. Free real estate. I'll pee my pants. Jim, come get your damn land. It's a free house, Jim. I got real estate. Jim, to get better than this, Jim. The house is free. Jim, the house is free. It's a free house It's free real estate